listening to From the Friars podcast, the community of Franciscan Friars of the Renewal, headquartered in the Bronx, New York City. The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. The angel Gabriel was sent from God to a town of Galilee called Nazareth, to a virgin betrothed to a man named Joseph of the house of David, and the virgin's name was Mary. And coming to her, he said, Hail, full of grace, the Lord is with you. But she was greatly troubled at what was said and pondered what sort of greeting this might be. Then the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. Behold, you will conceive in your womb and bear a son, and you shall name him Jesus. He will be great and will be called Son of the Most High, and the Lord God will give him the throne of David his father, and he will rule over the house of Jacob forever, and of his kingdom there will be no end. But Mary said to the angel, How can this be, since I have no relations with a man? And the angel said to her in reply, The Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. Therefore, the child to be born will be called Holy, the Son of God. And behold, Elizabeth, your relative, has also conceived a son in her old age. And this is the sixth month for her who was called barren, for nothing will be impossible for God. Mary said, Behold, I am the handmaid of the Lord. May it be done to me according to your word. Then the angel departed from her. The Gospel of the Lord. My brothers and sisters, I greet you with the greeting of St. Francis. May the Lord give you peace. Amen. Amen. This is one of those days, the, the readings, the prayers, the spirituality of this solemnity is so deep and so vast and so rich. It, for those who are preaching, it's... Um, it's just hard, like there's just so much to be, you want to say, but obviously, you know, how much time do we have? Um, so just uh, to really just acknowledge there's so many beautiful details in this whole story. And each one of those details is filled with meaning. This is the context of the Hail Mary. This is the moment of the incarnation. And in some ways, all of history hinges on this moment. Whoa. <laughs> Um, as a preacher, you're always trying to think of like, what's the, the most uh, profound way I could say this, you know, and it's just like, um, so one of the things that I'd love about the, our faith, the Bible, scripture, these stories, I love the holy art. You know, this was written by St. Luke in the Greek language, and they started translating it into all the languages of all the people when the faith spread they translated it even into English eventually, which I'm really grateful. <laughs> it's the language I know the best. But I love the people who've translated the Bible into the language of image. Right? We have the custom of sacred art, whether it be statues, but especially holy icons, images. There's a whole theology of translating the story into image. And boy, you know, if you have ever met an artist, they're very unique people, right? They kind of are a true artist has a unique way of seeing things. And um, so over the years, I've done a number of just prayer times 
various images of the Annunciation. There's so many, and it's like, oh, look at that detail. I wonder what is the artist trying to say with that detail? And it's and so I encourage you to do that today. Just go to Google Annunciation <laughs> images and just give yourself the ability to sit with some of those. Now, I found the earliest image of the Annunciation, the the oldest one we have, and it's on the ceiling of the catacomb of Priscilla in Rome. So they have the catacombs in Rome. It comes from the late 200s. And in the ceiling, there's this little painting of the Annunciation. It's the oldest one we have. And if you just put that into Google, the oldest image of the Annunciation, or just go over to that table over there. <laughs> so we have our little kind of daily saint altar that changes every day. And I put the image there. And then a little quote from St. Bernard of Clairvaux about the Annunciation, which is just so beautiful. And what I really love about that image which you'll see if you go over there and look at it, it's so simple. You know, some people who drew and painted the Annunciation, there's so many details, there's all, you know, the, but this one, there's, it's very minimalistic. It's just Mary and the angel, and that both of them have their, their hands are gestured, and in iconography, this represents there's a conversation happening. And so that image strips it down to the essential which is this conversation between the Archangel Gabriel and the Virgin Mary. And in that conversation, which is what we just heard here in the gospel, it is actually profoundly simple. God had a plan. And Mary said, yes. There it is. God had a plan. And Mary said, yes. And up. Uh, one of my favorite quotes about this day, St. Pope John Paul II, who was a great lover of the Virgin Mary, he once taught that the yes that Mary offered at the Annunciation, that yes, was renewed and brought to completion at the foot of the cross. That yes of Mary, it started here, but that yes continued. Day after day, you can't live on yesterday's yeses. Day after day, she renewed that yes until the moment of the cross, She's standing there, and there were other people at the cross saying, come down off that cross if you're the Savior. Mother Mary did not say that. She joined Jesus' offering in her heart. John Paul would say she was spiritually crucified with her crucified son. And so she renewed and perfected the yes of the Annunciation at the cross. Um, at the cross, she remembers the words of the angel so with her eyes, she sees Jesus naked, bloody, beaten, and dying. And she remembers the words of the angel. Did you catch what the angel said would happen with this child? He will be great and be called the son of the most high. The Lord God will give him the throne of David, his father, and he will rule over the house of Jacob forever. And of his kingdom, there will be no end. And she's pondering these words as it feels like such a contradiction to what she's seeing. What, what you see uh, of Jesus on the cross feels like anything other than that. You know, it, it is an appearance of defeat. And, um, but yet there's a mystery of God at work. Mother Mary stood 
fast. We have that hymn, at the cross her station keeping, stood the mournful mother weeping, faithful to the last. And it's interesting to note that the reason why the church has always dedicated Saturdays to Mother Mary is because when everybody else despaired and fell away, Mother Mary alone kept alive the flame of faith on that holy Saturday, the day Jesus was in the tomb. And you know how we know this is true? Because on Easter Sunday, she doesn't go to the tomb. Everyone else runs to the tomb. Mother Mary does not because she knew he wasn't going to be there because she believed in the resurrection. And so she stood there at the foot of the cross saying yes. The yes that she said at the Annunciation, she repeats it, she renews it, and it's brought to perfection at the foot of the cross, her yes. And I think that that's an important aspect to highlight because there's something there for us as well. Like, my friends, God has a plan. He has a plan for each one of us. And he's only asking us to say yes. We don't always know all the details. We don't always understand fully what it's going to mean. But yes, Lord, yes. You have my yes. Mother Teresa of Calcutta used to tell people, give God permission. Just say yes. Keep saying yes. Until that moment of death is the final yes. The Lord says to you, come home. Say, yes, Lord, and your soul leaves your body. <laughs> That's where it's all leading to when our yeses will be renewed and brought to perfection. It's really something beautiful and profound. So I'll conclude with a little story. Um, there is a devotion which is connected to this idea of consecrating Russia and Ukraine to the Immaculate Heart. There is a devotion known as Consecration to Mother Mary. You may have heard of St. Louis de Montfort and other saints. They had proposed a special type of prayer where you entrust yourself to Mother Mary's care. Sometimes Protestants will say, have you accepted Jesus as your personal Lord and Savior? It's kind of like that. So we say yes, and have you accepted this? And this devotion is, he took his papal motto from it, totus tuus, totally yours. And the thing is, it's not about actually giving yourself to Mary, it's about giving yourself to Jesus through Mary. And somehow this devotion, Mother Mary's like, Mother Mary, you gave yourself to Jesus completely. Help me to be more like that. That's what the devotion does. So I had struggled to do this devotion. I'd heard about it. I had talked about it with friends. I felt an attraction and I wanted to do it. And I had this St. Louis de Montfort book and um, the translation wasn't so good. Like the language was a little funky. I just couldn't get into it. <laughs> I put it, picked it up, put it down, picked it up, put it down for a couple of years. And it, I was like, ah, I don't know. Till eventually one year, for some reason, I was ready. I was ready. I was doing a study abroad semester in Austria. I thought, this is it. I'm going to do it. I think the time is right. You do like 33 days of prayers to get ready. And you pick a feast day of Our Lady to go and make this special prayer, consecration or entrustment. And so I was looking at the calendar and we were able to travel on weekends. And so like, is there any Marian feast days on a weekend? The Annunciation was on a Saturday that year. I thought, that's what I'll do. I'll do the Annunciation. That, that'll be the day I do my consecration. And I looked at the map. Where am I going to go? You know, I basically all of Europe. And I thought, why don't I go where the Annunciation happened, which is the Holy House of Loretto in Loretto, Italy. So this is the home of the Virgin Mary from Nazareth, but Crusaders brought it to Italy in the Middle Ages. 
And uh, these stone walls of her little house, are it is the place that witnessed the Annunciation. So it's a little flair for the dramatic, right? <laughs> so I had the grace. I was able to get there. Um, it's a Saturday. I get to the Holy House, and um, I kneel down in the back. There's a little window. And sometimes in the artwork, you'll see the angel coming through the window. So I, I knelt there got my little book out. I did this prayer. I, I, you know, accepted mother Mary as my spiritual mother. I entrusted myself to her care to Jesus through Mary. And the moment I finished the prayer, much to my surprise, a little bell rung and here comes a little priest carrying a chalice and we had mass and it was, it was not an announced mass. It was just some priest who got permission and he comes in and we had mass. I was like delighted and at the end of Mass, you know, I go up to receive Jesus in Holy Communion, which is so beautiful. I go back to my place and kneel down again. And I realized that that moment was very similar. When Mother Mary conceives Jesus in her womb, he's physically present within her. And brothers and sisters, that moment becomes the icon for all of us when we receive Jesus in Holy Communion. Even St. Paul will describe himself as a mother who is in labor until Christ be formed in you, my children. So there's a metaphor there that works for all of us. And so I was just completely blown away that I had received this grace that I was not expecting. You know, to receive Holy Communion in that place at that moment was so meaningful that Christ wants to be, well, in the words of the first reading, Emmanuel, God with us, God inside us, dwelling through the state of grace, God within us, God with us, Emmanuel. It's the extension of the Annunciation. The whole church and each one of us, what we experience somehow began at that moment when God became man, united himself to our humanity. Wow, it's so beautiful. So my brothers and sisters, at this Mass today, I invite you, particularly at the moment of Holy Communion, to come forward with extra reverence today, maybe a little greater focus and uh, intention, the meaning of what we're doing. And when we receive the Lord, to be attentive to his presence, to be open and uh, to renew your yes. Wherever you are right now, whatever's going on in your life, renew your yes to the Lord this day uh, and let Mother Mary be our guide to teach us and show us the way to um, give everything to the Lord. Amen. Amen. You've been listening to From the Friars podcast, the community of Franciscan Friars, The Renewal. Please visit us at franciscanfriars.com or on social media, CFR underscore Franciscans. Mm-hmm.